History is found in gates, and so gates must not be forgotten. Typically, a gate is a place you go through, like the Damascus Gate, entering the old city of Jerusalem. You can go around a gate, like the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. Gates can have ancient or modern significance, memories to be held. I think of a recent gate, like the entrance to my front yard through a white picket fence, or ancient, like the gate I missed seeing in Mosul because ISIS had already torn down the structure that Jonah passed through into Nineveh. But one gate I hope to see before I die, the Ishtar Gate in the Pergamon Museum of once East Berlin, carted back to Germany from Babylon, now Iraq. The very gate Daniel and fellow Jews crossed through as they were led into exile. One other gate I plan to cross, and I hope you, Heaven's Gate and awaiting Savior. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called Pray for Keeps. Daniel and the Lion Dan. Oh, Dan. The rich voice of gospel singer Bessie Jones recorded many years ago, Daniel and the Lion's Den, always a captivating story told in Sunday schools, but it is so much more than a story of bravery. It is a true story that teaches all of us how to pray. Daniel would not follow the laws of the land. That got him into hot water. But rather than protesting, he prayed and asked the Lord to have mercy on him. And in a few minutes, we're going to look at this powerful story of prayer in the book of Daniel. A story we all need to hear today, even as the U.S. presidential election is only one week away. And before we hear our opening song, I'd like to ask you to pray about helping to support Haven today. I know you often hear me say we're listeners supported, but what does that really mean? It means that we aren't supported by a big foundation or a very large church. We're supported by your generous gifts, large and small. And we always have been since 1934. But as a thank you for your gift, I want to send you the first season of a new TV series called The Chosen. Eight programs on a pair of DVDs on the life of Jesus, as told by the disciples, men and women, who he called as his own. If you have not responded, as so many already have, it's not too late. Season two is being filmed right now, and we have all of season one for your gift to the ministry. Call us after this program at 800 Six five four twenty eight thirty six eight hundred sixty five haven or to watch some excerpts and see the significance for your life, you can visit our website 
and make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Then, with so much unknown with the outcome of an election, with an increase of COVID across North America as well as the world, call us after the program. For your gift of any amount, may we send you 30 ways to pray for people in authority. It's a large card with prayer prompts coming directly from Scripture. Keep it near your Bible. Use it every day, especially in the next few days. Ask for 30 ways to pray when you call or when you go online. And when you make contact, leave your prayer request. It would be our privilege to lift your needs before our Father in heaven. And now we open with young oceans with all sons and daughters. Come, let us praise Him. Let us kneel at the throne of our God. Through His Son, our salvation was born with mercy and grace. Come, let us bow down. In His hands are the depths of the earth. With one voice we proclaim His great word. Lord our God And we will seek Him A rock of salvation
Haven Today. Thank you for joining me. A program called Pray for Keeps, and we open with a song called Great is Our God. I'm Charles Morris. Today marks one week where I live until a national election. Brace yourself. All anyone in the news can talk about now is the election, and all I've heard is that unless I vote for the right person, then I've destroyed my country. I've already voted, and many people are planning to do so as I speak. But I'm not going to try to convince you to vote one way or another. Haven Today is not a political program, in that way at least. But Haven Today is a political program, and here is what I mean. It's been such a contentious time in a nation, so much so that I admit I've been caught up in these moments— I've found myself placing my hope in this world. But I keep coming back to one single truth. The most political thing we can do right now is pray. That's why I said Haven Today is a political program, just not in the way that you might think. We don't just pray for a particular outcome. We pray for keeps. That's what we called our series this week for a reason. We can't just pray for our earthly agendas as important as they may seem to be, we have to pray with the Lord in mind first, with eternity in mind. And there's no one better than Daniel in the Old Testament to learn that from. If there's anyone that had a reason to give in to the political agenda of his day in his environment, it was Daniel. He had ascended the ranks within the Babylonian Empire, even though he was a Jew. The Lord had made sure he was wiser than anyone else and able to interpret dreams and visions. He was an exile, a slave of sorts, but he could have had a decent life in Babylon. But Daniel refused to do that. He constantly prayed, and he prayed for keeps. Intrigue, danger, and political posturing. This is the story found in Daniel 6. And it has so much to teach us about how we should pray right now. Let me share some of this story. Daniel 6, starting in verse 3. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him, because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, We will never find any basis for charges against this man Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, May King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days except to you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty, issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, 
he went home to his upstairs room, where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Daniel 6. I'm Charles Morris, a program Pray for Keeps. Daniel was on the rise yet again. He had impressed Nebuchadnezzar, and now he was impressing Darius. He was put in charge of some administrators for the empire, and Darius was just about to appoint him over the entire empire. That's when the trap was laid. As with any political institution, infighting and envy lurked under the surface of what appeared to be a strong and unified world power. Daniel's colleagues hated him because they couldn't find any dirt on him. And they couldn't do their job better than he could. He had them beat. So they decided to change the rules, convince the king to outlaw any prayers given to anyone other than himself. Now, Darius didn't think he was a god, though some kings in the ancient world did at that time. Actually, some leaders in today's world seem to think they are divine. Instead, Darius agreed to changing the law as a sort of loyalty test. Who was willing to bend to his every decision? Daniel's enemies knew he wouldn't go along with it. But it makes me wonder, how many of us have already given in? No, there hasn't been any new law passed that says we must only pray to our political leaders. But how many of us have traded our allegiance to the Lord for political status or influence? It's a question we need to ask because our calling as believers is not to use our faith as a tool to advance our political desires. Daniel could have easily gone along with this new law for 30 days. He could have kept his job and his influence and then just moved on. But did you catch what the text said? As soon as Daniel had learned of the decree, he went to his room. He threw open the windows and he began to pray for keeps. He refused to give in. He knew it might cost him his life because the king would throw him into the lion's den, but that didn't concern him. Betraying the Lord is what concerned him most. What about you? Are you more concerned to keep or get influence or betraying the Lord? What have you been hoping in and praying for and talking about? What amazes me about this story of Daniel defying the law of the land isn't just that he did it for all to see, but what the text tells us he was praying for. He wasn't praying that the Lord would remove Darius from office. He was praying and pleading with the Lord for help. We don't hear about his emotional reaction to the decree, that it was a violation of his right to worship the Lord. We just see his steadfast and continual obedience to pray, not to or not through Darius the king, but to the Almighty God directly. He was praying for keeps. He was asking the Lord for help and strength to live his life in Babylon. And Christians today need to remember that we are called strangers and exiles in a land that is not our own. You aren't Canadian. You aren't American first. You're a citizen of heaven. You're called to heavenly things. C.S. Lewis, the great theologian and writer, once said this, Aim for heaven, and you'll get earth thrown in. Aim at earth, 
and you'll get neither. When we make our allegiance with the kingdoms of this world, we miss out on what the Lord has for us. He calls us to be salt and light in the world, but not of the world. Daniel's story is actually all about Jesus. They wanted Christ to be made king over Israel when he walked here on earth. His disciples were constantly asking him if now was the time he would bring in the political power they thought was so close at hand. But Christ refused to take that power. He refused to lead a political movement against the Romans. He refused to take over as an earthly king. Why? Because his agenda was much more than that. He came to redeem us from sin, to rescue a world from its despair. And just like Daniel, we can pray for keeps. We can value his kingdom above our own. Our allegiance can be to him and not to those around us vying for our attention. Jesus is worth all our attention and all of our devotion. So when you turn to the Lord in prayer today and tomorrow, and I pray the next few days, pray in the joy that his love provides and the hope that belongs to him. Pray for his glory and pray for keeps. And since I'm calling on all of us to pray, especially these next few days, would you join me in prayer right now? Lord, we lift our eyes up wherever we are in this world, no matter what kind of government we are under. And we lift our eyes and we lift our voices and we present our need. Lord, prayer is something that keeps us close to you. Prayer is something all of us are called to do, to lay all of our requests before you, thanking as Christians for salvation that comes only from you. From Jesus who came on this earth to die for our sins, to pay for them, and to give us hope in a future. Hope that someday, when we pass into glory, we get to enter the gates of your heaven. And there you will be waiting for us. Lord, we pray for others to confess their sin and fall at the foot of the cross and say, Lord, save me because I need saving. And until we reach that point in our lives, all of us, we have nothing to look forward to at all. So give us, even today, the joy of our salvation. And we pray this together. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Maker of heaven, creator.
Brian Dirksen, who lives in Abbotsford, British Columbia, with Stephanie Esau. And I lift my eyes up from his album, Faithful One. I have been so surprised over the last few weeks how many of our listeners have responded to this program captivated by a new TV series called The Chosen. Eight programs in season one on a pair of DVDs on the life of Jesus from the perspective of the disciples, the women and the men who he called as his own. And if you haven't responded, as so many already have, it's not too late. Season two is being filmed right now, and we have all of season one for your gift. Call us right now, would you, at 800 654 2836. 65 Haven, or watch some excerpts and see the significance of this series for your life when you visit our website and make your gift at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Then, with so much unknown with the outcome of an election, with an increase of COVID across North America as well as the world, you can call us right now. And for your gift of any amount, may we send you 30 Ways to Pray for People in Authority. It's a large card with prayer prompts coming directly from Scripture. Keep it with your Bible, but use it every day, especially in the next few days. Ask for 30 Ways to Pray when you call or when you visit us online. And when you do make contact, leave your prayer request. It would be our privilege to lift your needs before our Father in heaven. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Have you ever been far away from home? Maybe in an airport or a busy city and heard someone call out your name? It's the last thing you expect in an airport terminal, but somehow the sound of your own name cuts through the din and your heart skips a beat. It's true. We do like hearing the sound of our own names, but that's partly just because we long to be known and recognized. And when that happens, it warms our hearts. Now, consider this. Among the 7 billion people alive on our planet today, God speaks these words to every person who follows Him. 
Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. You can get Anchor Devotional in print at getanchor.com.